With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome in, friendos. It is In This League, live on Sports Grid. Get on the grid. It's Scott Bogman. He's right there. I'm Chris Welsh. I'm over here. Baseball has officially started today. February 22nd is the official day that all the spring training games start up. Baseball, it's been here. It's it's kind of like, you know, it's been in the woods poking its head out, and it's like, hey, what, what are you doing? Hey, oh. Uh, Want to come play soon? And we're just like, maybe. Just get out of the woods. Stop being a creepo. And it's like, all right. And then, boom, it's here. It's stop being creepy. Though it's probably so, wearing too high of shorts, which is a little bit uncomfortable. And you're just like, mm, why don't you wear some shorts to cover your kneecaps? So, okay. Just I'm trying to make sure I got this right. Baseball is a weird creep in the woods. Yeah. Trying to get our attention wearing shorts that are too high. Uh, you tell me that all the news in baseball doesn't warrant that analogy. I just uh, like th- this feels like being John Malkovich. All this, yeah, no, you're you're in. We're all in your head because oh, no yeah, one yeah. else thought of this weirdness. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of crazy stuff going on with baseball right now, and baseball's just been kind of hiding in the woods, and it's just like you know, like banging on the trash can thing. Everyone's like, "Hey, what you do? The bushes are rustling. What are you doing in there? Nothing." Like that's what's going on in the woods, and now it's here. That's all that I'm getting at, Bogman. That's not a weird analogy, is it? Uh, you know what? It's not. I, t- I tell you what, that one thing that is for sure, it's not the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. From so, me. There you go. Yeah, well, and not even close. Not even you. remotely close from me, but uh, spring training officially in. All the guys are going. There's a lot of news. We got some cool stuff in the episode. Three hours today. We got Casey Bubba in hour three. What are you and Casey going through today? 
We're going to talk some baseball, and then at the end, we're going to talk about a little bit of football, CBA uh, stuff, and obviously, you know, we got we got to talk about Greg Robinson a little bit. Where, yeah, yeah, Greg Robinson will be good. Uh, we have got some bold predictions for spring training from Fantasy Pros. We've got some of the position battles to watch. Those are going to be great. TGFBI is starting up this week. Bogman and I both obviously taking part in it. We've briefly talked over it. I um, There's just a lot of spring training stuff for us to kind of go through and kind of set the table. So that is the plan today. Tons of baseball, 157 pounds of weed for one football player, and probably lots of jail time too. And um, yeah, you just get yourself set for you know all the stuff and things. You know, we, we are, we're spoiled upon spoiled out here in Arizona. I can literally just be like, Oh, lunch break. I'll just I'm gonna just go over to a, a field and I will see all of the best players in the world playing baseball. And that's what I did. I did that just two days ago. I was just like, oh, it's a lunch. I'm gonna just go over to Diamondbacks, and I did. And I saw Zach Gallen, Madison Bumgarner, and um, I have a one of my favorite stories I'm gonna tell next week on the In This League Fantasy Baseball podcast. You got to tune in for that. It's a very funny story, and uh, it's. We shouldn't be as spoiled as we are, Bogman. Like, I got to sit and talk with Zach Gallon. Like, Zach Gallon's just walking around, and people have been like, eh, you know, I don't know, maybe competing for the fifth role. He's fine. He's not competing for anything. <laughs> Zach Gallon's not competing for anything. He was he was first up after Madison Bumgarner on their throwing program. He looks as good as he can be. This That is one of the spring training stories to not buy. You know, there's a big movement where it's like, Anything that comes out of spring training, don't believe it. It's bullcrap. Best shape of their life. Good performances. No one believes anything in spring training. But I would say there are some things that you should take heed on. And specifically, it is the pitcher injury stuff. Like, the Luis Severino news has me shook. I will not draft (laughs) Severino bugs. I did it last year in TGFBI when he became a deal. Huge bomb out. I will not take Luis Severino in TGFBI this coming week as he has um, forearm he, yeah, forearm soreness he's dealing with. And they're literally being like, yeah, we hope he can start the season, but we're just going to focus on him getting healthy. Those it, words are the worst thing you could possibly tell me. It almost always, you know, forearm pain uh, is just a precursor to Tommy John surgery. It's just the way that it goes most of the time. I remember when Patrick Corbin... Uh, you know, tore up his elbow and me and my buddy were uh, sitting in the cigar bar at Talking Stick and he's like, my Corbin's going to be fine. He just had a little soreness. I'm like, no, <laughs> he's not. He's going to need Tommy John surgery. You watch tomorrow. They'll announce it. And they announced it the next day. And that was why Wade Miley started our opener in Australia. You remember that year? That was so much fun. I was Welsh. great. It's, it's always awesome having the opener not in America. Yeah, I mean, just in Australia, too, and like a week and a half. <laughs> I like how you pointed out. Weeks. It's not that it's just not America. You're just like one extra point. Like if it were in London or something, that's one thing. But whoa, it was in Australia. Dude, the games are like 2 a.m. or some nonsense. Know, like it stupid. just didn't make any damn sense. It was funny how you and said that. In Australia in two and a half weeks before any anyone else is going to play a regular season. That game. was just the dumbest very, very thing strange. of all of it. Like as much as Australia was stupid. 
and like having it at 2 a.m. was stupid. <laughs> the third level of stupid was doing it weeks before anybody else was playing. I, I literally don't understand. Like, you guys realize, like, maybe we're a day ahead. We're not two weeks ahead in Australia. The time zones aren't that crazy. It's not another universe. <laughs> it's a day. We're it's one Earth day 616. ahead. It's the Spider-Verse here. <laughs> it's yeah. Exactly right. Uh, I'm out on Luis Severino, though. I yeah, mean, I think you have to be. Like, how can you take him? I mean, I guess if he falls down to the point where, you know, he's like, your last or second to last starter, you can snap him up and and see what happens there. But well, after he threw, what did he throw? Nineteen innings last year. Well, and yeah, and I think what they said too is this forearm soreness dates back to the last forearm soreness from last year. That's what's Pass. really disheartening. Like I've made a move. We've got this coming week on the In the Sleep Fantasy Baseball podcast. It's what we call Hell Week, and it's an episode every single day. So there's just a lot that encompasses that. We do. Two podcasts a week on that show. We obviously have a radio show, The Black Book. We're doing five episodes, each one dedicated to ranks. And one of those episodes will be a starting pitcher rank episode. I've made my initial movements and, you know, like I, I plummeted him, but I, should, I shouldn't I should say like I'm out, out because I'm saying it's relative. Like I was, I was a little gung-ho-ish on him. I had him in the, what did I have him in, like 15 or 14? He's down into the 20s now. But the more I sit on it and the more I think about it, I don't know. I don't even He's know if. drop further than that. Yeah, I just he don't just even does. know if I can get down with him as my SP3. Like, I, I'm, I'll am i take a no. risk. I'll take a risk on him as a SP3, maybe SP4 if he's coming out of value. But I think when I say I'm out on him, it's that I have concerns about the arm. I cannot draft him probably as a top three SP. So I assume other people are going to take him before me. So that's why I say I'm out. Like I, I'm, you said like, you know, your second to or last starter, like he's going to go inside the top 100 bucks. Then he's let, not going to go outside. Then let somebody else take him. I I'm done. I'm, I'm out complete, wholly and completely until we hear a, uh, a report that says that, okay, this was just like a little inflammation. He should be good to go. Whatever. Dating uh, back to the point, season is like, oh. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's just, and coming off the heels of last year, too, I just, I cannot. So let me find a line for you then it. real quick. Because, you know, I have like, obviously, Glasnow and Granky and stuff above him now. I just don't want to take the risk. But what about, like, Sonny Gray? I'd rather have Sonny Gray. Okay. Uh, Bumgarner. Rather have Bumgarner. All right. Well, so, yeah, we're going. Uh, Montas. That Montas. Okay, so and Montas on an innings limit. You yeah. know, I'm just done, man. Are you gonna like, put him in the 40s? Yeah, probably. Okay, like I, I, I would uh, battle between him and like Sean Manaya, Matthew Boyd. I just you know. don't think he's worth any of the risk. Like where last year, there. I mean, first off, there were drafts. This is what happened in. Well, maybe it wasn't TGFBI. It was one of them that I took Severino and then he got hurt. And then there was another draft, which might've been TGFBI where I was like, well, you know, we're pretty far back here. We need pitching. I'm going to take a risk on the value and it didn't end up working out. I just, I don't see it. I, I don't even see the worth of it because look at guys that are going into the like SP 20 to 30 range around, like let's say overall 100 to one 
you know, 50. You've got guys like Zach Gallon. You've got Jesus Lazardo. You know, there, there's this anti-movement about Lazardo where everyone's like, listen, guys, you know, Lazardo's cool and all, but he's not going to have 190 innings or something like that. So why are we taking him in at 100? Well, guess what? I would rather have my 150 innings of Lazardo or even 125, I think, than the risk of Severino. And him might only put up 120. So the more I, I say this out loud, I'm going to plummet Severino probably even more, but you're going to get into the territory of like what upside does Severino provide you with his risk over even Lance Lynn or Montas. And it's, it just, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make enough sense with forearm tightness that is coming from last year. That is 12 innings last year, 12 innings. Uh, you know, I I mean, great strikeouts, 17 strikeouts, 12 innings. That's nice. I mean, we, we make it burn Bob. We, you know, the, our boy Rob Silver and was that's the one. Fine, that, though. And our, yeah, and our boy Rob Silver was the one online that was kind of like, you know, hey, listen, almost all spring training news is nonsense. He's like, but this one concerns me. Maybe we'll get burned and he'll only miss two weeks and he'll come back and he'll fling 180 innings and he'll big, big strikeouts. I just, I don't want to be the one that's carrying that bag. I don't want to be with that yeah. bag in my hand. I'd rather go Clevenger at this point because Clevenger's yeah. walking around on a crutch. There's another guy which uh, we've got to talk about when we come back from break, that was that reported to camp on Thursday. I say reported. He was already here. From what happened on a Wednesday practice, he walked in Thursday to the training facility with crutches, and it's not good. And this is an SP that everybody is rooting for, and he's actually coming, kind of becoming a target for probably your SP3 in the 100 range. So when we come back, we're going to talk about who that guy is and how concerned we should be. Plus, we've got spring training battles. We've got bold predictions, TGFBI. There's a ton going down right here on a three-hour edition of In This League over on the Sports Grid. That's Bogman. I'm Welsh. Sit your ass down, man, because we'll be right back. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... We bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Thank you. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says in this league. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. Welcome back. More in this league right here on Sports Grid. Stay on the grid with Bogman and Welsh. You can find Bogman on Twitter at Bogman Sports. By myself on Twitter at Is It The Welsh. And as we told you in the last segment, we got Hell Week coming up. Five episodes all dedicated to your ranks for your baseball players, for your fantasy baseball players. For the coming drafts, TGFBI is this upcoming week. All you guys are going to start hitting up your redrafts in whatever capacity. Well, over on Patreon.com slash ITL Army, all the ranks we're going to talk about. We've got listed. And next week, later next week, next weekend, technically, uh, March 1st, we have another ranks update where we're going to be adding tiers. We're going to have notes for players that get bumps and like points or OBP and stuff like that. So if you guys want to support your boys, you want to get some ranks, you can get it's five bucks, you know, five bucks for Patreon. And what is so cool about that is not only we you're not paying five bucks just to get ranks, you will get other ranks like my prospect list, my dynasty list. You'll get our comedy shows, which we've got a brand new comedy show coming up this week. We do a couple a month. Uh, we do sometimes live streams. We do chats. I mean, five bucks will get my, you a majority of draft too. I, I did a mock draft. Oh yeah. Your NFL mock NFL. draft. I completely forgot yeah. about that, which um, you got a, I think you, didn't you just release the podcast too? Yep. Yep. That came out yesterday as we're, uh, as we're talking about this. So yep. Yep. Uh, NFL draft coming up. We're going to go weekly on that show, uh, now. So it's uh, a lot, lot of stuff coming up. We got so a lot of stuff going on. All kinds of content for you. So. I mean, li- no, like not all, con- we have all the content for you, <laughs> literally yes. all of the content. So you can get all those listening, cool stuff. Uh, literally for five bucks on our patreon.com slash ITL army. And if you want a little bit more, you want access to us, uh, hang out with the rest of the listeners, chat, do all the crazy stuff. We got group me rooms and that's just a little bit more. So patreon.com slash ITL army. It's a good time. Come support your boys. If you like what we're putting down, Carlos Carrasco experienced discomfort in his right leg. Oh. No, no, Bogman, not that. Oh, in his wow. right leg. That's a little bit better than any of the forearm stuff. He was seen using a crutch over at the facility on Thursday morning after I think he was experiencing it on Wednesday. And it's it's kind of open for interpretation. Obviously, he's coming off of, uh, what the hell was it? Was it Lyme disease or leukemia? No, it was leukemia. Jeez. He had to have, yeah, it was cancer. So he had to have... Uh, you know, chemo and all that stuff. So, and, and this is, you know, this is what happens with, uh, you know, cancer treatment and Your stuff. Your body this breaks guy, down. 
your body breaks down. It's happened. You know, we've seen it in the NFL with a guy like James Conner, uh, who had the same deal uh, in college and he's had some injury issues in the pros now. And uh, I, I would say that it's um, I, I don't I don't think it's going to wind up being a, a big thing. They said that, um, you know, it was really uh, Roto World reported it here and they described it very well. Yes, uh, a couple days ago when they first announced that it was ominous, right? It kind of sounded like it was a Mike Clevenger thing or a Luis Severino thing. And now they're saying it's a mild right hip flexor strain, which is never good. You know, yeah. you don't want to see that stuff, especially for pitchers, because it puts them uh, behind in their uh, ramp up towards the regular season. And you never want to see that happen. But it's not it's not like Luis Severino no. having forearm. Pain. But I think so it's enough. Nice. I think it's enough to think and maybe consider that, you know, maybe over the next year, Carlos Carrasco might be more susceptible to his body breaking down. He's still recovering from some hardcore drugs. I mean, it's something to consider in your drafting of him. Like, I don't have him inside my top 100, but let me ask you, Carrasco or Severino? I'd rather have Carrasco at this point. I mean, I, 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 I have don't Carrasco think, above, but not by a ton. I don't think Severino's going to pitch, dude. Like, I think he's really? going to I think he's going to end up having Tommy John surgery. You have this continued pain. Like, as soon as you ramp up, start starting to do real work, you have forearm pain, like that's just not a good sign. And, and th- who's the only guy that we've really seen make it out of forearm pain and then pitch their full regular season? It's like Tanaka Tanaka's the yeah. only guy. So uh, I, I feel like it, it's just it's bad news. And until I hear anything otherwise on Severino, until we get good news, he's just off my draft board. I'm not taking Yeah, it. I get that. I mean, the Indians got a lot going against them. I, I wonder, I mean, I can't imagine it would happen yet, but <clears throat> Indians got to be in a place where they're just like, are we going to do this? Like, are we going to do this this season? Like, you know, um, uh, Clevenger's walking around with crutches. Carrasco's on the crutch. You know, they didn't want to move Lindor, but, you know, they're down to Bieber now. You know, maybe right. Aaron Savali. You know, they, they do good with, you know, manipulating their pitchers to, you know, almost play up. But, you know, if they don't have Carrasco and Clevenger for a little bit, they're going to fall behind in the division, even though offensively they've got some really interesting, um, some you know, some interesting bats in there. But it's just something to watch. Uh, another guy that I didn't, I didn't make a big change on yet, but I did. I bumped him down a, a one notch, and it's important enough because it's a, a similar player. But Aaron Judge, I don't, I don't like... I don't like this other thing, too, where they said he's having crankiness and soreness in his right shoulder, which is one million percent imperative into him tapping into his power. And it's one of those things. This is this is what I worry about with Judge. Let's say they play him soft for the spring training, gets a couple of bats here and there. Then he, you know, kind of slow in the beginning of the year. You know, maybe he's DHing a couple times. I got to put Stanton out there. And if he has a slow start, this feels like one of those things where they shut him down to get it right, and he gets shut down for a month. Like, maybe this is nothing. Maybe he'll be good, but crankiness and soreness just makes me feel uneasy for a guy that has had some health problems. So, it's nothing like Severino. I didn't plummet him. I literally dropped him one spot, but I put Bryce Harper above him because I had Judge above Bryce Harper, and I've moved Judge to essentially the wheel pick or right at the wheel of the second to third round. That's where he is, but I bumped Harper above him because I I don't want to risk it. Judge played 100 games last year and already has a cranky shoulder. This isn't like a cranky foot where he can go and DH. A shoulder is going to impact 
literally everything that is important for him. So I'm I am a tad bit worried. I'm worried I'm reading too much into the spring training little injury things like this right now, but I can't help it, Boggs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're all probably overblowing this stuff because we've been desperate for baseball news. You know what I mean? So I think once spring training gets uh, underway, this stuff will become it'll become more background noise. But it's good. It's good to be able to focus on this stuff right now. And look, you know, uh, crankiness in the shoulder is it, it ain't great. It's not forearm pain for a guy that only threw 12 innings last year or anything, but it's not good. You know no. what I mean? So You know what it's not uh, good for? It's not good for what's coming up right now. If you have a draft in the next week or two, this is where I'm I'm just I'm easily going to go Harper and I'll be frank with you. I might even just be like, you know what? I'm just not interested in Judge right now. I want my power. I'll take Alonzo over him. So, TGFBI yeah. this coming week. Judge is probably not going to be on the menu for me, especially where I draft when we talk about that. And I just rather go in other spots. Now, if he come, if the crankiness goes away, he gets in a grapefruit league game. They say, oh, it's completely cleared up. I'm feeling fantastic. He hit, you know, he's looking like he's, you know, moving his shoulder around. All right, then we have the 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 right to change our view and and come back in. But right now, there's just too much risk when there are there are similar ish huge power bats, and frankly. I mean, I think we've said this, and I know Bogman would you would absolutely attest to this. At this point, if I had the option at the late second round to take Judge, I'd rather pass to take Alonzo for the power and get first base, and then two rounds later, if I'm going to take my risk, I'll just get Stanton. I'll take my 50 home run potential with an injured guy two rounds later than doing it in round two. And Stanton, uh, you know, uh, doesn't have anything wrong with him right now. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, man, you, you just, know. oh, my God, I can't believe <laughs> well, you just said that. I, well, I think the funny thing with Judge is that, you know, uh, everyone everyone's complaining about Stanton and missing games. And with good reason, he only played whatever it was last season, 17 games or whatever. So I, I understand people uh, being upset at that. It makes a lot of sense. But, uh, you know, Aaron Judge this year is going into the year with uh, injury concerns. So, and Stanton isn't, you know, it, yeah. it's it's just funny because the reports came out at the same time, like Giancarlo Stanton has uh, no no setbacks or anything. He's, uh, he's good to go. And then they said, but Aaron Judge has crankiness in his shoulder. It was like the same press conference. So it's just funny. That's the one where they announced that Stanton, yeah, he's good to go. Judge, not so much. Yeah, I don't so. want to deal with a slow month of Judge and then, him go on the IL for two or three weeks, and then, you know, hey, maybe he comes back in June and he's good, but do you get to call for a win? You don't get a win at that point. I'll tell you here, it would be one no. win. This is a win, Bogman, and this is one you and I have been pressing, is if Yasiel Puig gets a deal done, reportedly the White Sox are in, but you and I both don't see it. They've got Eloy Mazzara and Luis Robert. If the other team, the Colorado Rockies, Make a move and get Yasiel Puig. You and I are gonna we're gonna take the W because we have been drafting him and not worried about the destination. Even though like our boy Pizapia had been reporting that Mish had kind of you know been out there saying like oh there might be some concerns maybe he'd sit out. He said that on the Black Book. Uh, Joe did. I don't buy it. I think Yasiel Puig is gonna find a home soon. And reportedly, if it, it could be the Rockies, and there literally couldn't be a better destination. No, I mean, the Rockies would be amazing uh, and it would help out because now you would have Blackman, Dahl and uh, then Puig instead of Sam Hilliard. I know the Sam Hilliard people 
would be pissed. Sure. Uh, it would take another spot away from like a Garrett Hampson as well and Ian Desmond. But you know what? Don't have false hopes. Yeah, I think it's good for yeah. them. It's good for them. Make sure a guy comes in and don't create all your false hopes so you take the guys and then the Rockies don't play any of them. And I have I have Puig right now without a team at 99 on my ranks. I'm, if he goes to Colorado, we're going up because he's a power speed combo who can hit for some average and Colorado will play well. I sure hope that happens, though. He makes more he makes more personal sense in um, in Chicago, like the White Sox seem to be accumulating a lot of Cuban players and stuff like that. But either one is a destination good. And that one, there's still a little bit of a time to get a discount on Yasiel Puig. But the market is heating up because there's not much out there. We got to go to break when we come back. Bogman found a really great article over on uh, the Fantasy Pros of Spring Training Bold Predictions. I like that. So we're going to talk about that, and we'll do some uh, position battles as well. So don't go anywhere. More in this league right here in Sports Group. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. Full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt boss. This is In This League, right here on the Sports Grid. You can find us if you uh, just actually type in InThisLeague.com. It takes you to our Patreon. That is the home base. You can uh, check us out and just search In This League or ITL on any of your podcast apps. Not only will you find this show, and you can take it along with you, you will find all the other shows, and we have been churning out baseball content like nobody's business. Player debates, we have had mock drafts, we just had Justin Mason on for a TGFBI mock, and a ton more, and this week it is full, full throttle. So in this league, got you covered on the baseball front, Bogman. So much fun. And we had a little more news that we didn't get to in the last segment there. But uh, Aristides Aquino may start the year in the minors because he has options to Welsh. And this is this is a spot. I know you, you've vindictive. You, you you love it because you're never an Aquino fan. I was never. And he went nuts. I'll ne- and, yeah, I was you're 100 percent. I never. But I also never <laughs> own the shares. So I love the idea that people are going to be like, hey, like. 175, take Aquino, and then he's going to get optioned. Right, right, exactly. So uh, I I think it would not be that surprising as the roster stands right now to see him start in the minors. I mean, he's a platoon player right now anyway. Uh, Akiyama is going to start in center Mm, field. Say that again, Bogman. Akiyama. Yeah. Uh, and then Cassianos is going to, you know, start in right. And then it's a platoon between Winker and Aquino. And they have a platoon between Akiyama and Philip Irvin as well. well I don't one know thing, how much that those guys are going to platoon, but there's just too many guys here. And Senzel. Yeah, I was about to say, point. that's what you're not even talking about. You're not even mentioning Senzel because there's all these rumors going out. Nothing has happened yet, but there are these rumors that. The Padres, the Reds, and the Red Sox are working on a three-team deal that would send Senzel to San Diego, Will Myers to Boston, and who knows what comes to Cincinnati. 
it'll be something we'll we'll hear about. But that's still looming out there. So people are kind of you know calling off the dogs there. But if, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I'm just not the biggest Aquino guy. But I would. Here's what I would say though. I would say this would fall along the lines to me of that spring training chatter that I just wouldn't buy into. Like I'm not going to buy. If I'm a fan of Aquino. And I really believe in his talent. And listen, the guy made some major changes. He completely changed the timing, which is obviously like because I, I remember seeing him on the backfields because uh, I live next to the Reds facility in here in Arizona in Goodyear. And it was like 2008. I was in the backfields and I'm there to see usually shed long like my boy shed big league shed was out there. But Akini was out there multiple times. And I remember seeing the swing where he just, you know, gets in the batter's box. He's got he's tall, big, long arms. And, you know, so it wasn't impossible for you to pump a big fastball by him. And then once you do, he's trying to get ahead of it. And then he's going to strike out every single time because he can't catch up to off speed. Well, in the 2019 season or maybe in the preseason, he altered his swing where he's kind of got this this front up and then like almost from the back and then steps into it. It has helped his timing and it has fixed a lot of his problems. And maybe that's going to be the cure end all. So what I'm saying is, is if you believe that Aquino, who we got last year, is the real guy, this is a 30 plus homer guy. I don't think this news should mean anything to you. Don't even if they send him down, who cares? The talent will play through it will come through whether they do this or not so this would be news I wouldn't I wouldn't let me I wouldn't let change my opinion of him is this I personally just don't think he will sustain his value so that's why I'm not a big Aquino guy and I I don't want anyone in this outfield not named Castellanos I don't want to mess with Akiyama too much really I mean if if I'm in an NL only, uh, I would grab him. Maybe if I'm in a deeper league at the end of the draft, I'd grab him. Other than that, he's just not a 12-man option a- at all. And most people are playing in 12-man, 10-man. So uh, I-, I just don't want to mess with him. And That's Winker, a fair I've, point. I've always liked Jesse Winker, but he just can never you know, hold the job for you know why himself. He's, you know why he's so. annoying, too? He's one of those guys that was always contact first. Like, this is a right. guy that you would say, like, oh, man, he can hit, like, 300. And But, you know, the power was never there in the minors. I actually remember talking with Longenhagen about him in, like, 17, that everyone liked the bat, but the power just wasn't there. Then all of a sudden, he started hitting for some power. He literally can't get the things to coincide with each other. He's either hitting for contact with no power or the power's there, and then he's an inconsistent bat. And it just hasn't clicked together, and maybe this will be the click. There's a talented team, but now... Aquino, with some of the question marks on Aquino, he might start dropping in value. So if you're a believer, I'm more into him if there was a discount, but there's not a discount on him. He's a top 200 player in uh, cost, and I just don't think you need to go down that route, though you could do worse as your outfielder five. You, know, you could go yeah. get... There's dudes you can get in the 250, 280 range that and, are... And this could be the year for Winker, too. I mean, he, you know, last year he had the shoulder surgery, and he was coming off of that in spring training, recovering from it and stuff. So maybe this is the year that everything clicks for him, but I'm not betting on it. That's for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't no. either. Um, bold predictions for spring training. It's a fun time. Uh, the first... Actually, technically the first game was on Friday, Friday. where it was Rangers and Royals and... We had some of the guys out there. I think I don't think the Rangers put out much of anybody. Like Frazier played, and, but none of the other starters. Royals had. Oh man, I don't remember. I don't even remember. But it was it was a couple. Okay, I think it was Salvador. A game. I think Salvador Bre- you know. Perez might have actually DH batted. So it was a, yeah, exactly. It was a game today. There's all the other games going on. So this is the time where you know we're kind of talking about 
position battles and news out of spring training and what you can believe. This is a time for bold predictions. And Fantasy Pros has got an article. Uh, we suggest you go check it out. We don't want to just curate their content to, to talk here. So go and read the article. It's 13 spring training bold predictions for the 2020 fantasy baseball season. And it's a bunch of different people. A bunch of people actually we're not like we, we haven't had on our shows. Ariel Cohen, our buddy Ariel is on there, but everybody else is. Um, I think there's just some other. We have Bobby Sylvester on the black book. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't even see Bob. Yeah, well, obviously Bobby is fantasy pros. Uh, but let's talk about number one. And I believe he shows up for two different people for Brandon Myers of Rasball and Michael Waterloo from uh, Fantasy Pros. And this is a guy I've been talking about since November. We, you know, since we've been doing podcasts since November. And they both write as a bold prediction that Nick Madrigal is going to have serious fantasy value. Brandon says while he might uh, might not make the opening day roster, Madrigal makes a strong impression in spring training, and we see him in the Chris Bryant timeline that grants the team an extra season of control. So that's saying maybe like May, uh, where Michael says Madrigal will win the starting second base job for the White Sox. He says this isn't insanely bold, but the way the teams have manipulated service time or whatever, it may be um, maybe a little surprising, but the White Sox are in go mode. And this is something I've been saying for a while, so I'm in full, full support of this bold prediction. Yeah, and I think Madrigal either comes up real quick or wins a job out of spring training as well. And, and I don't think that the the White Sox, I mean, we've seen them with just do this with Luis Robert. Uh, they're not afraid to play a guy at the beginning of the year because they'll just, you know, sign him to an extension and buy out his arbitration years. So um, I, I think that they're kind of pushing all in. And that that may be why we get these Puig rumors as well. But I, th- I think they're pushing all in. I think they're ready to go. So uh, I'm uh, I'm with this one 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, and he's you know one of the biggest knocks on him was always, you know, what type of offensive impact can he have? His swing is conducive to power. He's just a small guy, you know, and he came into camp looking like he's added 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. I haven't had a chance yet to catch up and see him. I've seen him since the literally he was drafted. He was doing like right out of Oregon. Uh, Oregon State and he was you know playing some AZL games and the facility is pretty close to me I haven't seen if he's gotten bigger but one of the things the White Sox might be waiting on is you know let's see where the bat plays defensively he's pretty good to go he's fast he um he doesn't strike out he doesn't really walk that much either because he is he knows his pitch like he has control of the zone unlike many others and that's why they could push him up immediately so I think they're just going to want to see some games but I agree. I, th- I think he breaks camp with the White Sox as their starting second baseman because they don't have many others. But how about this one from Josh Shepardson from Fantasy Pros? Franchi Cordero will be the ultimate helium man in ADP among hitters in spring training when he shows off his power and speed combination, all while making enough contact to hit for acceptable batting average. Because currently, Franchi is the starting center fielder for the Padres. He says Cordero's the favorite to play at center field. Um, let's see, his swing has resulted in an ugly 38.8K percentage, but a big spring would merely uh, uh, con- be a continuation of a strong offseason for Cordero and people would be in on him. I am not with this one, Bogman, because I think the Padres are going to bring in Senzel. I think that they obviously, whether they get Senzel or not, they see they have a hole in center field. They're trying to fill it with anybody but... Franchi Cordero. So I am a negative O on this one. Uh, you know, I actually like the um, the talk about Franchi Cordero because I still do like him as a prospect. But I just I'm not with this one because 
it, this all hinges on Cordero having a great spring. And, and I just don't know that that's going to happen because we he hasn't really put it all together before. I hope it does for Franchi. But um, right now they've got Tommy Pham. And on roster resource, they have Trent Grisham in center and not Franchi. And then Franchi. And then on the bench, they've got – they sign Juan Lagares, so we'll see if he makes a team. I mean, if Juan Lagares makes a team, it means that Franchi's probably starting in the minors, to be honest with or you. Or they just want both – like, because Franchi's more offensively prone – so they may say, we want Lagares and Franchi and, and kind of platoon them. I don't think Grisham will be in center. They literally, the 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 stuff that's out there, MLB Trade Rumors talked about it, that they they view Senzel as a middle outfielder, so a center fielder who he's got work. That's why they're what, going to What's a middle him. outfielder? What does <laughs> that center even mean? Just like say center fielder. Like, yeah, well, that's what they said. They said the middle of the outfield. And I was just like, <laughs> Middle what? of the outfield, which would be <laughs> where? Uh, he's a left center fielder. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, but But... Yeah, so uh, like he's he's the lead in the platoon between him and Lagaris right now. Uh, you know, if they don't add Senzel uh, because he's a lefty, yeah. so I, I don't. I just this is exactly like the red situation in the outfield with Grisham probably platooning with Will Myers and uh, Franchi with Lagaris. Well, here we got to go to break real quick. Yeah, we'll go. We got to go to break real quick. We'll we'll pick back up on this one and a bunch more of the spring training bold predictions. So don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Friendos, it is in this league right here on the Sports Grid. You can listen on their app. You can listen to the podcast. Hell, you can even be second. You can be third or fourth, Bobby. Do you want. <laughs> I live my whole life by that. What do you mean you can even be fifth? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Who told you that? You. All right, uh, it is in this high, league. Hi, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> what is that guy's name? Oh God! Damn it! Um, Something Cole? No, no. Um, Michael Cole? That's the announcer no. from WWE. He's the guy that yeah. goes. Can he? It's um, Lumberg. Lumberg. Yeah, Lumberg. Yeah. Um, what is his? I'm not gonna look. What is Lumberg's name? Lum. Uh, I'm gonna be so pissed when Lumberg you say it. Actor. Uh, oh, oh, I got it! Lumberg. I got it! And I was right. Last name is Cole. I absolutely is it really? That. Yep. What's his name? Gary Cole. Gary Cole, okay, I would have no idea. Never yeah, mind. Gary Cole. I knew there was a Cole in there, but I, apparently I was associating him with Michael Cole, the WWE announcer who, I don't even know if he's an announcer anymore. Don't watch who, WWE. Wouldn't know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? All right, uh, we're talking about bold predictions in spring training, an article over on Fantasy Pros with a bunch of different writers from Fantasy Pros and some other outlets. We talked about Franchi. We talked about Nick Madrigal. This is, I mean, this is a funny one because this is one of those like, way to go out in left field, but... 
Jesus Lazardo will emerge as an ace of the Oakland A's staff and be named the opening day starter on his way to winning Rookie of the Year. So I'm not going to even read any of the other stuff. Well, rookie because, of the Year, you know. Okay. I guess, that, but that, he's, I that's he's going out on a limb. What, what's with your OKs recently? What's with my, what's wrong? Okay. Uh-huh. I is you don't, it's like, it's all air. Well, the, that okay, that is a very specific okay. That one's to kind of get, it, it It has a tone to it where you're just like, well, rookie there. And I'm like, okay, eh. annoys me more than your weird guy voice. It's like, it's a, I don't believe you okay. It's like a, all right, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, no, we all said it. I just, could you stop it? Well, I wasn't doing it to you. I was doing I, it to... I know. I know, but it still makes my skin crawl every right. time. I, I just... I literally oh, did it. God. Wait. I, the, the first one I just did was a complete accident, and then I, I realized I did it. what's next. I would rather have what's next. No Isn't that okay? Way. Are you serious? Yeah. It, it, what's what's next makes my blood boil. That makes my skin crawl. Really? I, I don't know why. You know, I, 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 I can't... I don't have a, a good explanation. I think I have an explanation for it. I just don't think you like me anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't think we're as good of friends as we might have once been. I think that's a problem. You continuously are finding the littlest bull crap to get like annoyed with. And you, like we do bits, we do bits in radio and stuff. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, I hate that thing. I hate the sound of your voice. Your God, stop breathing. So maybe just reconsider our friendship next time. Maybe that's the bigger thing to go oh, with. Oh God, I almost passed out. <laughs> All right. Oh Jesus so I, Christ. I, we don't need. He, okay. Ooh, bold prediction. Jesus Lardo is gonna be good. Oh hey though, that was like you were funny. Uh, you were funny with that, and then funny with the you don't like me anymore. I'm seriously dizzy right now. That's I was great. laughing so hard. Good All right. God. So Jesus Lazardo. Ooh, he's an ace. I mean, that's fine. Like I guess he's being. Well, Mike kind of Myers is going to be in jail, right? So we don't have to worry about Dude, him. I don't know if he's going to be in jail. No, I hear nothing about that. And, and people are like, what? Like he's a snitch? Not the snitch thing. No, the whole thing with the snitch. girl and that thing has yeah. disappeared. Someone has scrubbed the internet of that and I don't see anything else about it. So I don't want to talk about well, it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it happened the day before the Kobe stuff. So yeah, that, oh, yeah. that's why it kind of got scrubbed. So, I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, you know, go look it up for yourself. I, I guess. Really yeah. Just type in Mike Fires and girl and whatever. But I don't know. I just don't like it's fine. He, he says that. OK, the bold prediction in there is maybe that he wins rookie of the year. But um I don't know. I, I just I just I don't have much to warrant on that because he's a fantastic pitcher and he's going well, I mean, in like the 120s. I mean, I don't I don't think any of this would be surprising. So it, it it's a it sure. is a bold prediction saying rookie of the year uh, after a big spring performance. Maybe. Uh, but but um, it's him and Luis I, Robert. Just, right. Right. So I, I just uh, it's fine. Here's a better one. Here's a better one. Austin Voth, this is from Max Freeze from Free Stats. Austin Voth wins the fifth spot in the Nationals rotation. Roster Resource currently lists Joe Ross there. Eric Fetty also has contention for it, but Voth finished with a strikeout per inning, a 3-3 ERA, and a 1.05 whip last year. His curveball is an elite offering, and his cutter generated a ton of swings and misses. Both those pitches have higher swinging strike rates than any of Ross's offerings, which gives him a higher upside in 2020. And I think that this has been, I've heard a lot about this one recently, but what do you think about Austin Voth? He was, he was actually in 17. I believe he was out here in the fall league, just kind of this like thought after type of a guy, but he's kind of re reformed his offerings. 
You know why I like this one? I like this one because it's not something you would obviously think of. I think that Lazardo is kind of a, a, an obvious one. I think a lot of people are in on Nick Madrigal. I think Cordero, like you mentioned, might be way too far off, off of the uh, – it might be too bold. Uh, but this one feels right. Uh, I think this guy has the best pedigree of the did, guys. Did you just did you just what? do the um, – the uh, wolf and the pig or whatever, the bears or the porridge. You're just like, this porridge is too cold. This porridge is too <laughs> hot. locks in the three bears. There you go. Austin Voth, <laughs> mm, that porridge is just right. That porridge is just right. No, I like this prediction because it's not something that was top of my mind. So yeah, that's why that. I like it. And, and this one feels right, too, because Joe Ross has been given ample opportunity. Eric Fetty has never made it happen. No. So and I think Fetty that a lot of people were in on Austin Voth last year uh, and it just didn't pan out for him. Here's so. some other good ones. Uh, Josh James this is from Andrew Schefter from Fantasy Pros. I think I'm saying that right. Josh James wins the fifth spot in Houston's rotation and becomes a must draft option in fantasy leagues of all sizes. We kind of talked about that uh, just a just the other day with the uh, on the fantasy black book i'm not i'm gonna ask bubba about that too okay, because good. me and him both drafted josh james in uh, tgfbi last year the day before he got announced that he was going to the bullpen so yeah and i'm not i'm not that big here here's a really good one this one deserves some discussion and there's a little bit of homerism in it which i like i'm a, I'm a very big fan of homerism and i'm a homer for this player uh fantasy pro zone bobby sylvester alex reyes will win a job in the St. Louis Cardinals rotation with Mikolas now dealing with forearm injury. It seems like that he'll miss time or be shut down. That leaves the final spot open for grabs between uh, Huang Hyun Kim, Reyes, and Daniel Ponce de Leon because Carlos Martinez presumably already has the job. Among them, Kim is considered a front runner, but Reyes is, is, and I agree with his sentiment here, is Reyes is the most talented. In fact, he's been receiving rave reviews from the coaching staff already, and they said all winter that they'd love to have him back in the rotation if healthy. I, like, you need to quit Josh James. I need to quit Alex <laughs> Reyes. I can't seem to do it, but there is opportunity out there with Mikolas right now. Carlos Martinez already slotted in there. If he's healthy, man, there's no reason they wouldn't put Reyes out there. Maybe even kind of like, what if, I mean, they could consider a six-man rotation with Kim and Reyes if they want to limit some innings with some of these guys, which actually would be a really smart idea. I think the Cardinals should consider that. But what do you think about Alex Reyes back in the rotation? Yeah, I mean, I like this one too. Uh, this one uh, makes a lot of sense. This is a, you know, this is a former number one overall pitching prospect in baseball. So I would love to see him get the run and get the work. Uh, I just, I hope that it works out in spring training. I, I just, you, this one I'm less confident in than I am with Josh James or Austin Voth. I'll say that. You think Josh think, James has a better a probability of winning a rotation spot than Alex Reyes? I do just because I don't think there's much competition for Josh James. I think this is, you know, between uh, Ponce de Leon and Kim, I think that's good competition for Alex Reyes. Especially, especially Kim. Yeah, and especially when they can just throw him in the bullpen and know he's going to be really good yeah. in that spot as well. And they already kind of want to limit his innings. So I, I, while I'm I'm in on this news and I'll I'll take a flyer on Alex Reyes at the end of my draft, I also wouldn't be uh, – I would equally not be as surprised if Gallegos from a galaxy far, far away – didn't end up with the closing job 
uh, after the first couple weeks because he struggled and they gave it to Reyes. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I'd be on the lookout for it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Reyes. He has not it just stayed. gives him value either way, though. Like, yeah. if he loses that job, if he doesn't win the starter job, I think he's second in line for the closer's job. So I either think, way, he has value still. I think that's a possibility. I'm going to start taking my flyers back on him because for him, it's never been about his stuff. It's always been about his health. When he is on, even when in the heart of Carlos Martinez out there, and I love Carlos Martinez, this was in like 18, I said that Alex Reyes is the most talented pitcher on this roster. It is without question he is the most talented player, and I still believe that, uh, the most talented pitcher. I mean, Flaherty has probably surpassed him on there, but I'm going to start taking flyers on it. Here's one last one before we end the hour, and this is one that you believe. Our boy Ariel Cohen says that Yoshi Hirano will be named the Mariners' closer, and he says, I'm not sure if it's bold, but I believe he's going to get first shot of uh, over Matt McGill. So he says Hirano and McGill both have similar career strikeout and walk rates. And Hirano's contact, contracts but will specifically pay him more for finishing games. That could be a tip to the manager's hand. So I know you're a, a, a um, I was about to say a nah, guy, a Hirano don't, guy. Don't, don't, yeah, don't make me the Hirano guy. I take a flyer at the end of every draft on Hirano, just like I did with losers like Juan Manaya and somebody else. Doesn't mean I'm a fan, just means that he's for free. He's free. He's going at the end of almost every single draft right now. So I'll, I'll snap him up. Do I like him better than Matt McGill? Not really. I watch Hirano out here in Arizona. I watch him try to close. He's not very good. <laughs> uh, but when you're chasing saves, when you're in a saves league without holds, uh, you can do worse than taking a flyer on a, a guy like that at the end of each draft. If he goes higher than that, let whoever it is take him. If I, you can get him in the last round, snap him up. I buy it. I still have this thing, and I don't I don't have any good justification for it, but I still kind of think Carl Edwards Jr. is someone that could emerge. But it's because you've watched Toronto. I've watched Toronto, <laughs> Matt why. McGill. Matt McGill, roster resource, they have the edge. We, but Hirano's been in the gig before. I think Carl Edwards could be the most talented of those guys if he can just stay healthy. And I, there's nothing that warrants it. There's no info out there. I just feel like at the end of the day, if they want to go with the most talented player. And McGill hasn't thrown yet. So. Yeah, and that's why I maybe put Edwards there. So that's why I, I, I'm speculative wherever I'm good with it. But that is the end of the hour, my friends. We're coming back for hour two where we're going to talk about position battles in spring training. So don't go anywhere. More in this league coming up. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.